Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Murphy and today I'm joined by our esteemed leader, Alex Simmons. There you go. And Rory Powers. Hello. Did like a DJ DJ effect on that. How you doing? How was your weekend? Good? Really good. Yeah, yeah. Really, what really did fun. you do with your weekend? Uh, I had some drinks. No. I, uh, specifically uh, to do with this podcast. Um, talk to my, call my mum for a bit. <laughs> if it was, let's do a whole section on Rory's mum. I went but to, most people have, haven't they, right? <laughs> I went to Sad Dan's house mm-hmm. with uh, Croups. Yeah. We played the Division Beta. We played All a right. lot of the Division Beta. Maybe about six hours, seven That's hours not or so. That's much. That's a, a lot, lot of time. There's not a lot in that game. When you're like, a lot of six hours. <laughs> That's a lot of time for a weekend only beta as well. It's just That's been extended, actually. Has it? It was extended yeah. another 24 hours. I did not know that. Why, am, why yeah. are we doing this? Why am I not playing right I don't now? I know. And that should um, give you a little indication about how I feel about the beta. Well, you can't have liked it that much because you only put six hours into it. Well, it was like midnight. I had to get home. So what is it? To call my mum and have those drinks. That I never managed about. to download it at all. Yeah, so, so I, I think didn't, that's the first stumbling block. I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't get to play it because I was working. Usually I would have downloaded it here, mm-hmm. but I was working from home. I was off on oh, Friday, right. so I had to no, we, got the, we got the codes Thursday. 30 so. gig. Yeah, it's pretty big. 30 gig download. Yeah. What have I missed? <clears throat> so much. So much. So you got your first little glimpse at the the campaign. The game seems to be kind of split into two sections okay. because you have two separate ranks. So you have your when you do missions in the zone that isn't PvP. Uh, not the dark zone. Not the dark the zone. Non-dark. The light zone. The light, light zone. zone. Let's call it the Which light is zone. The big apple. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's still pretty bleak and dark. Yeah. Uh, you you level up your I guess your orange or yellowy rank, which seems to be your rank in that world. Yeah. So that kind of means what guns you use. You need to be certain levels. What are you laughing at? This is all factual. Orange, orange or they know. They rank. know if they played it. You know the orange <laughs> yeah. rank. Um, and then once you're in the dark world, killing players. Getting gear, being That's a rogue, whole staying off rope. System, it's a right? whole different leveling system. Yeah. Isn't that confusing? Uh, no, it's very simple because it's just two bars above. I know, but and what? then you know when you're like looking at uh, what guns you need to use, you're like, okay, so I'm level fourteen in the real world, but I'm only level seven in the dark zone. So I'm going to go do some more dark zone yeah. stuff and get that level up. So I mean, it's it's easy enough. So in that respect, you can use a let's say level fourteen weapon outside on campaign missions. Mm-hmm. But you can't take that same weapon and use it in the dark zone. Well, what I think is, from my recollection, that uh, a lot of guns have two requirements. Right. So it'll have a, a dark zone requirement yeah, and yeah. a real world mm. requirement. Because there was like a gun that was maybe level eight, but then I had to be a certain dark zone level to get it. Because all yeah. the best gear in the game you get from the dark zone. Yeah, so, so, that's that, the so whole what idea. you said doesn't so it doesn't happen basically. So like yeah. a, gu- a gun will be like. Uh, Level fourteen dark zone, level seven normal zone, or something like that. Right. Like so, only if you meet both requirements can you use the gun. But, wherever but it, it basically forces you to play the dark zone stuff. Yeah, because that's where the essentially, best, that's what or the best or, stuff is, or, yeah. or vice versa. You know, encourages you to play the story and level up in that regard to try and make it so that they don't really stand individually. You need to. Yeah. Be, you I think that's smart. Both them. I think it is too. You know, it creates a bit of a balance in the game, so players don't just come in and just spend all their time in the dark zone. I guess the only thing that'd be bad is if you really don't like. PvP and some people really don't like it'd be really hard for you yeah. to play that game. Yeah. So because I didn't really touch Destiny's PvP. Mm-hmm. Oh, Crucible? Yeah. Um, for that very reason. Yeah. And so the fact that it's kind of forcing me to do it is a bit like, well, 
Well, uh, I, I, I would argue that this PvP is very different from Crucible. Whereas Crucible, uh, while still kind of giving the illusion that you're entering a planet and it's free roam and you're doing it, it is still yeah. two teams, objective-based, that yeah. sort of thing, or sure. team deathmatch. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. this is essentially you by yourself or with a team or dropped into this dark zone and you uh, have kind of free roam of wherever you want to go mm-hmm. with you and your squad or by yourself. And there's a bunch of NPCs littered across the map. Uh, and by killing them, you they'll drop gear. So you get rewards, you get points, you level yourself up, and you'll get yeah. gear. The only problem is that the gear is contaminated because it's in the dark zone. And the only way to actually get it out is by uh, requesting yeah. helicopter. Yeah. So immediately, as soon as you call in a helicopter for one of the knows extraction points, everyone on the map knows there's a helicopter coming in because someone's got gear and they're trying to yeah. get it out. Right. So I was, of course, playing with uh, the two Dan's. Uh, which definitely gave us a bit of an advantage because if we needed to get gear out, yeah. we could kind of hold down the fort, call in the helicopter, and everyone kind of throw up positions. Yeah, and everyone seems to be quite responsible, or did at the start. You know, it's really nerve wracking because you'll have you maybe you'll be calling in for an extraction, yeah. and then three more guys will come, and they'll just kind of be you know hovering of where you are about to extract, and then you because if you have gear, you can see it on people. Yeah. They have a yellow bag on their back. So we can be like, okay, these guys have gear, so it's probably a high chance that they also want to get gear out. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, what is it like? Five people can use the extraction point, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like everyone right. kind of rushes the extraction point and then put their bits and bobs on it. Yeah, but yeah. of course, you know, you've got a minute and a half before that helicopter gets there. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, you'll all be looking and you'll see someone who doesn't have a bag. Yeah. And you're like, there is no reason for him to be at this extraction point. Yeah. So yeah. everyone's kind of like very, you know itchy trigger finger hmm. like watching each other and that's like the thing you don't, want to, you don't want to be the first person to go so I didn't play the beta but I played quite a lot of it um, well, we went out and did some stuff mm-hmm. at the studio but like you don't want to be the first person to shoot the dude because then you can be you can go rogue and then a lot yeah. of people can go for you because then if they kill you they get a lot their high their level goes up a lot quicker yeah uh, if you, you so you don't get in any trouble for shooting rogue nah. players so no one wants to be the first person to shoot but it's just really, really intense. It's really so, nerve-wracking. It's way, I think it's, it would be even more nerve-wracking if you weren't playing with a couple of people that you yeah, knew with sure, you all the sure. time. If you were just playing, I would just think that people are going to screw you over constantly. Well, but, me and me and uh, two Dan's are playing, and we must have got, like, everyone you bump into who's by themselves yeah. was sending us, like, game invites. Because he was like, that's a team of three. Like, if I join up, my numbers are better. I'll have better yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you join up with anyone? You can join up with anyone. And they make it no, did really... You uh, we joined up with one guy. Okay. And he did an extraction with us. And then I think we killed him and took his things. Crew was telling me, what was the story that you guys are doing? Like, crew was telling me, like, you didn't know that he could do your comms. Oh, yeah. So it's, it all works by near field communication. So even if people aren't in your direct party, yeah. uh, when you get close to them, you can hear each other. Of course, I, <laughs> I, I, like always, I yeah. always completely forgot that. So we're waiting by the extraction point <laughs> and we're all just like standing there. It's us and a group of other people, these other two guys. And, uh, I can see he was like, oh, they've got bags. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, should we kill them? I, like, we? I guess because there's three of us, we'll kill them. We could take their stuff. And then I just see the two guys bolt off. And I'm like, oh, I guess they're gone now. And they're like, Rory, they can hear everything you're Classic powers. But it is, it's really funny because you kind of, you kind of go in tune with the world that you get put into. Yeah. So a lot of the times we get put into a world and it's very much like, Everyone wants to be the voice of justice. So right. if someone goes rogue, you hunt them down. But then alternatively, we would load into worlds where maybe there'd be a group of seven rogues just like ruling the city, going yeah, around killing right. everyone. And because they're a team, you know, they can just, just do that. So that was part of the problem that I had is that the signposting on the game mm-hmm. is pretty poor, or mm-hmm. certainly in the beta. It doesn't give you much of an idea of what you're supposed to be doing. 
because yeah. I lost your team like <laughs> like really early on. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how because I thought we were all in the same group, and then suddenly it's like, oh, we're miles away. We're up here. That's the other thing. The, the distance between checkpoints. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah uh, you seem to walk for ages and nothing happens. The dark zone is, is kind of tough for that as well because obviously you can't like teleport to waypoints because you're online and yeah. that means players can teleport to places and mm. get the jump on you. So when you're actually in the in the, the light world, you know, you can cut yeah. down on distances and things. Yeah, 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 but yeah. that is one of the problems. Like sometimes we were walking about for quite a while before you actually stumble across anyone. Well, the, yeah. I, and I think that's the thing. Certainly in the dark zone is that it got to a point where there were, I don't know, it must've been 20 people, mm-hmm. uh, all like playable characters running around and they didn't really know what they were supposed to be tracking. Yeah. So they just st- started shooting at each other. Yeah. And that, admittedly, that was after the beta just went live. Yeah. But I just thought, you haven't explained this very well. There, you do definitely get that. Like we stumbled across a couple of people who you'd bump into them and they would just open fire. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, there's three of us. This guy has no idea yeah. like what he's really doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that'll come like I think obviously we've only seen a tiny tiny bit in the beta. Sure. So I guess like maybe it when you're actually playing the full game it'll explain a little bit better. But I do completely understand. Yeah. yeah. Like it's very much a deep end. It, otherwise you just have no idea. You go into this dark zone and you think, Oh, this is just where I kill people. Whereas yeah. actually it's a lot smarter than that. Yeah, and a lot of You actually have like a lot yeah, you have to like really think about what you're doing a lot yeah. more. Like my other issue with it is because you, you've just been very positive about it. My brief, briefer playtime with it is that I thought the campaign missions that they've shown so far were pretty dull. Which yeah. ones Literally, have they shown so far? Uh, well, you have to go in and um, rescue the chief medical officer. Oh, the hospital so, one. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that just felt like a go through, shoot some people. Yeah. There was no kind of, you know, if you look, and again, I, I hasten to kind of. Yeah not draw comparisons with Destiny all the time but you know some of those kind of long missions and hopefully the Division will have this supremely complex with loads of stuff and people having defined roles and all this kind of stuff whereas this felt like I didn't really feel like much of a uh, part of a team it was just kind of like just shoot those guys yeah I know what you mean actually because I was thinking that when me and Krups were playing it um, and I was I played the same mission with Krupa as I did by myself just to see and the it was no different at all. It no. was just like slightly easier because it was more of us sure. to shoot them. Sure. Like the, I, I'm pretty sure that like the enemy count didn't go up or anything like that. It was right. just like literally dynamic. like that. That mission was kill all these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did a bunch of just little <clears throat> side missions, and it were all kill these people. Yeah, yeah, kill these people, and then find this little key which is right next door to the last person you kill. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. stuff like that. Like yeah. they don't seem to be, but then I guess we've only seen a tiny bit. I, I know. Think exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty it's really interesting hard. to note that. So. Have you only played the hour at lunch that we played? Yeah. So I pl- initially played that hour as well with you guys at lunch, and I was I had all these points in mind. I, was, I actually found the con- controls to be quite clunky, right. the movement, and I wasn't really sold. The first couple missions weren't really doing anything for me. As you said, it's very much hit a point, and that will make other enemies spawn, and then you push up, and then the next mm. group will spawn. Yeah. Um, but once you're in actually roaming about in, in the free world, they have different missions that kind of pop up to help other people. Awesome. And there were some that we were doing where it was, you know, track down a missing person, and you'd go to one location and activate some sort of uh, you know computerized hub that would put you in the past and you could see where people were and like yeah, walk yeah, around yeah, it was yeah. a lot of really cool stuff way more interesting than just move here shoot this person yeah 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 so hopefully if there's a couple more like that then like that was way more interesting well, than stuff I, I'm assuming that there's going to be a ton more than that mm-hmm. because obviously you've got your base of operations I love the idea of being able to kind of spend time in that and investing uh, in different areas rather than just it's a little bit I guess like Mother Base on Metal Gear but you know different yeah. areas are R&D to get yeah. better tech and this that and the other but I, also my other f- and, and I, this is a fundamental problem with the game 
is because it's set in the real world, unlike mm. Destiny, which is kind of sci-fi. When I shoot somebody in the head five times with a machine gun and he's only wearing a bobble hat <laughs> and he's still standing up, yeah. I'm a bit like, this feels weird. Yeah. I get it in Destiny because the guy I'm shooting is wearing kind of weird armor, armor and, or he's an yeah. alien and it's a space. Mm -hmm. But this is grounded in reality and especially coming fresh off the back of Rainbow Six mm. where everything is so mechanically precise and a headshot is instant death yeah. for either myself or the person who I'm shooting at that felt just really weird I and I've they, never had yeah. that problem before whether it's yeah. Borderlands which uses you know kind of similar RPG system and obviously I'm dealing critical hits but it just felt a bit out of place I think yeah. I, I totally get where you're, where you're coming from because if you compare to something like another FPS like COD where even that is you know a couple headshots and yeah. someone goes yeah. down where this game has taken as we said, the mechanics of Destiny, you're shooting a player, you're seeing, watching the digits like move up above yeah, their head, yeah. that very number-based system of combat. But because it doesn't have that fantasy element to it, you just expect them yeah, to no die. Yeah, no blood either. Yeah, it's like, no blood. It kind of feels weird. Like even in the Uncharted stuff, like in the multiplayer for that, you get blood in that. Yeah, um, that's just a good point. Mm. You, do, you do feel a little bit removed from what's actually happening. In yeah. The game. Mm -hmm. And again, sorry to use Rainbow Six, but that's how I've been playing that game every lunchtime for mm. this Yeah. Hour. You, f you see the blood splats on the wall behind someone when yeah. you shoot them. Whereas, and oh, that feels like, you know, yeah. when, the, when that wall is blown through, you're like, oh, holy shit, somebody is in this room with me. Whereas I didn't feel like I was that connected to the action. In, that, yeah, that's in a really good point, yeah. Although, to be fair, that being said, going back to the Dark Zone, me and the two Dans had essentially a shootout between us and like a team of rogues and then a bunch of NPCs got involved and a bunch of other people who were hunting the rogues came down we yeah. were at this gas station and everyone's behind cars like going up and shooting it was like one of the most intense firefights That's you're just cool. on this like street in New York and there's maybe like 15 players all yeah. trying to like shoot each other out yeah. and then of course when they start getting low some of the the cowards we'll call them start <laughs> fleeing towards the back and then you have to go hunt them down and like it was really really intense I, like I definitely I do realize there's a lot of problems with uh, the gameplay mechanics and I don't know how they're actually going to work with building the characters I know yeah. Dan said there's a lot yeah. of customization and things that are really fun there's a but, lot of customization yeah. like, that's Which quite overwhelming yeah, yeah, yeah oh definitely see I definitely. quite like that going because that was one of the things that we moaned about actually on this podcast like um, in Rainbow Six is you sure. don't get enough like customization mm -hmm. and stuff so when we were out there we were like oh like they, I think it's like what is it like four or five parts to a gun that you uh, can like yeah, customize like and then it's like you, you pick your specialties and then yeah. you can mod your specialties and you can like also change as well so like the, that's the cool thing about it is that you don't you can play as one you can switch between um, the way that you decide to play and like what kind of character mm -hmm. you are or just on the fly yeah so like you, respec like, your character exactly yeah without having to do it like Destiny and make a new character yeah. which mm -hmm. I think is a really cool thing yeah, because yeah. you could get really bored of that but you'd still kind of soldier on because you think oh, I'm not going to give up a level 30 character yeah, yeah. but actually with this you can go actually I'm going to have a try at just being something around. else that was like yeah. Borderlands as well you could spend points to just like yeah, exactly, redo all yeah. your attributes which is good so I you, think you spent a lot of time playing Destiny yes is just hit 305 light okay so bear in mind the time you so. spent with The Division yeah. is it convinced you enough to kind of go okay I'm going to move away from that and focus on the division or are you going to go back to Destiny uh, that was literally the conversation I've been having with a lot of people I play Destiny with because mm. um, a lot of them were on the the beta for the division in the hopes that that would become the new kind of Destiny that we could play until yeah. you know Destiny 2 comes out and it's after, not similar enough to get it I don't think I think after this weekend I think yeah, I absolutely really? think so. I think there's enough customization with the characters, with the weapons. Okay. The looting system as well is 
almost identical. All the color codes for sure. the rarity of the yeah. weapons is exactly yeah. the same. And so it's familiar enough, but, but has enough differences enough. Yeah. To, to kind of I think draw you the, in. The actual mechanics are pretty different, but the looting system and the way you create your character is similar enough. Yeah. Combined with the Dark Zone, which is one of the most interesting PvP experiences I've yeah. ever had in a okay. game to date. It seems so simple when, when someone pitches you the idea of an extraction. Yeah. And you just think, why has a game never done this before? Mm. It's so exciting. It's mm. so tense. You're making the characters create the tension. Like the yeah. players create the excitement in the game. It's it's insane. So I would recommend it, definitely. If you're into Destiny, it may take a little while to get used to. Because as yeah. I said, when I started, I found the controls a bit clunky and the movement a bit rough. And even shooting's different. But it's just a different game. And it's yeah. a great different game. <laughs> there is, well, there's an open beta coming uh, later this month as well. So obviously more people will get to try it out, which yeah. I think is a good thing. Because... The busier that kind of game is, I think the better, better yeah. the results are going to be. Definitely. There was a game on the weekend that I was able to download, and that was Unravel. So you weren't really part of the cool crowd at all. Everybody no. else was tweeting about playing. Well, this uh, Unravel's pretty cool. Uh, you get to play as a little yarn person thing that I'm not really sure what he is. And I really liked it. I think we, we can only talk about the first two levels, and you've played both of those. If he right? comes to my extraction point, I'm going to mess him up. <laughs> I'll lay him out now. But you're going to mess him up. I'll mess him little, up. Look at his little face. Oh, he is cute, actually. Yeah, he's really cute. How long did that take you to make that? Uh, it took my girlfriend. Oh. Uh, it's about two and a half hours to make. Okay. Like, I'm disappointed, Gav. I was playing. I was playing. <laughs> I was playing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. the inspiration. Game. Um, but I really like it. Um, I'm not. Like I was talking to Croups about early on, and like I'm not really sure what I am. Like, oh, <laughs> like I know I'm Yarny, but I don't know what he is. Right. Like, is he a yarn? toy that used to belong to some of the kids, which right. you see, or is he just yarn and it's just come to life? Yeah. Because you do see like a red ball of yarn. Like we've got some videos up on the site. Like, Bumps down the stairs. Like you do see some like red wool fall down the stairs. And I was like, oh, I must be him then. But then the next time you see him he's full he's moving around so there's no reason for him to be like that so, maybe that's the end game is that I you find out what Yanni is I don't think it is I think maybe we j I just don't get it. we did okay. a you uh, met the guy right yeah, what did I he met say the guy, I met the guy I was talking to him uh, about it and I think uh, ambiguity is kind of part of the point okay, of the right. game because I did ask I was like you know obviously there is a narrative does it yeah. really play in a lot or is you know because you, as you move up you also pick up memories Yeah. so you go through the levels you pick up memories and then when you go back to kind of the home base yeah. Uh, home base. I know, I've been playing way too much Division. When you go back to your safe house and check it's out your guns. A, it's an old lady's cottage. Home base, man. Come on. When you go back to headquarters, you can find out uh, there's like pictures and memories that filled out in yeah. some of the books. Um, but... I, but that's the thing. I, I still the first two levels, and I don't really know what yeah. is going on. Well, I don't know if those are my memories or the woman's memories or the wolves' memories. <laughs> like, the wolves' memories. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's the memories of the family or the woman or the. I think yarn. Yeah, right, actually, I'm not too sure. And so I, I really like it at the moment. Like it's still early on. Yeah. Um, but just talking from the first like two levels point of view, like. It's really, it's really cute. It looks amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like, Cooper's been playing it next to me, and there's yeah. some bits that are absolutely beautiful. And it's just, like, there's bits that just, like, little, like, incidental moments that happen where, because you're, I guess, you're the size of, I guess, I think that's probably about actual size yeah. of what he is. Yeah. So if you're watching the video, it's that big. If not, it's about the size of a pint glass. Um, 
but that's how big he is. So when he's walking around the world, like you'll happen upon like a bird and like you'll start a bird and a bird will run away or like a little lizard. Yeah. And you'll see a lizard and then like you'll start running away from the lizard or try and catch a butterfly and things like that. Like that's really, really it's good. It's cool. It's really cool seeing the world from that perspective. Yeah. Like when I was talking with the developer, he said a lot of the location recce they did, they'd go to these like big, big areas yeah. and then I'll go down on like crawling on their bellies, taking oh, a photo cool. of like down to yeah. earth. That was, I thought that would be really that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like I've been playing a lot of The Witness and that doesn't have a soundtrack hmm. so to go from that which has no soundtrack to Yanni which has this amazing like folky like orchestral soundtrack is really really good and really suits it as well and like even the, the like where you can feel a loop in it still sounds like it's one mm -hmm. huge piece of music right. which is really good but the puzzles in it are awesome as well like some of them I've really been stuck on yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it, it introduces one it does that awesome thing in like a platform where it introduces you to skills like early on and then you got all these big ones all these different skills and put together you can solve like a big puzzle but there's some bits where I was just looking at going like I shouldn't be swearing at something that cute yeah. I was just like how the <laughs> fuck how would you do this like and I haven't had that since like Donkey Kong Country and it really like yeah. really reminds me I died a lot like, during the let's play eaten by crabs drowned well the, the environment the plays a massive part doesn't it yeah, yeah. And again like I, I won't talk specifics because mm. the embargo is not lifted but watching Creeper play it yeah like there's some scenes that actually reminded me quite a lot of Journey yeah where Yanni is obviously going through this really tough part of the yeah. world and the environment is hammering in and you just think yeah. poor little yarn yeah that's what it's like that's one of the weird things about the game is it, while you're playing it a lot of the first levels as well are so bright and sunny yeah. and you have this like nostalgic feeling even though you've never been to any of these places before I think it's really dark but yeah th like even when it's sunny you just have this horrible feeling that's it's gonna go wrong and I think that's the problem when you have a character that's literally unraveling as yeah. this, it's like falling apart the further you get and it's like I, I, I've only played the first two levels but there is like a, a sense of impending doom that's yeah. kind of hard to shake I kind of don't understand the unraveling thing a lot right because, oh I have a theory because oh no no I understand why he's unraveling oh okay but like <laughs> see he's made of yarn <laughs> yeah. as he travels <laughs> distance right. <laughs> but the actual mechanics of it like because there was one bit where I was trying to get to a certain bit yeah. but I'd run out of yarn on myself and when you do he looks really cute because he's like nothing left he's like a skeleton and you can't quite get there yeah. so I was like oh the reason I can't get to there is because maybe I've used too, too many knots yeah. or something like that mm -hmm. so I jumped back up and then did loads of knots and there was nothing did nothing at oh, all oh really you've, I thought, you've, you've missed a spot then you've missed yeah it. I know that I, I went back but then it seemed to me that if I was unwrap, if I was untying bits that he'd use he should have more he should be yeah. able to get further yeah, yeah. that just makes sense that's just the that laws did, of and physics that didn't, that didn't happen I'm Pretty sure tying knots does use up yarn, but I don't yeah, know no, if you've got it back. Does, but yeah, no, it definitely does. But untying it, sense. I should be able to go further then? You should. Okay. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, really, I, 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 I really like it. I think like, it's good. It's really cute. It's uh, like, I don't know, it just seems really interesting and different. It's definitely a nice break. If you make yourself a green tea and sit down and play that game, yeah. oh, just, just, it's, it's great. I am slightly worried that the tweeness of it may be will start to wear on me towards the end. Because at the beginning, I was just like, this is brilliant, and mm -hmm. I want to cry playing this game. But then I was like, after a while, when you start getting really stuck, and you're like, I hate this music. I hate this. <laughs> I just want to strangle this little yarn thing. boy. There's only I so hate far you can <laughs> <laughs> um, But at the moment, it's really good. I think, 
I'm interested in see what types of people like the game. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, the review is embargo is up next week, isn't it? It so, is. Yeah. Yeah. Creepers Creep playing it right now. now. Yes. What else is Yarny this week? <laughs> uh, well, uh, at the Nuremberg Toy Fair, Lego revealed some more stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, it can't be the podcast unless we talk about Lego. Of course. Right? Uh, some new Star Wars stuff that's happening. So more um, uh, Force Awakens stuff is coming, nice. as we kind of expected. But we got our first glimpse of some Rogue One stuff. And it's a picture of a uh, Lego, what looks like Slave One. Yeah. It actually looks a whole lot like the UCS Slave One that yeah. is out. Which, does that mean that Boba Fett's definitely going to be in Rogue One? Which is obviously mm. the offshoot um, Star Wars film that comes out this Christmas. I hope so. I yeah. hope so. Although, what? what if they ruin him? We've talked about this on Rebel Base all the time. I think he is a character that people really love, but... He if, does nothing. <laughs> if you get any more of him, I think people are, gonna, are not going to like it. I think so, too. Like, like look what happened his helmet the, like, comes off. It's, it's hard Damn. to sort of judge what they did with him in the prequels because people hate the prequels, so you can't yeah. sort of use that as a basis because people will just dismiss it for the prequels. If you make a film all about Bo... Like, that's going to be really hard, man. Yeah. yeah well, the, part of the problem with Django Fett was mm. that he just didn't have Jane any of the... It wasn't cool. No, exactly. No. And I think the reason Boba Fett is cool is by what he doesn't do rather than what he does. Yeah. Uh, if they were and he's all, he is a background character. Yeah. And you're right. If the focus then switches to him, it could become a little bit too... Yeah. I don't know. You know what they would need to do? Or something yeah. like that. They need to give him the same treatment that uh, they give Mad Max... Like make him he's the lead character but like doesn't say mm. anything yeah. so it's just a lot of these situations that involve him but he is just kind of doing his job or something that would be yeah. really cool so it's like almost the characters around him yeah. are like speaking for him and then he just kind of like goes along that would be a good way to do it well we had someone write into Rebel Base which is actually available in podcast form now so you can download that on iTunes is it? yes it is that's um, my commute sorted there you go um, but we had someone write into Rebel Base recently that was like imagine if they did a Boba Fett movie uh, exactly like they did Dread like the yeah. really good Dread movie, um, that could be really good. Like somebody doesn't take his helm off at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's all set over like one night or something like that. Actually, yeah, like, that would be perfect. I think as soon really as you good. try and draw the character out too much, and if he like takes his helmet off and has a moment and things, yeah. people are gonna get oh, like a love interest. Yeah. Like that. that wouldn't happen. Well, I don't know. Because I, I think also like even though. Boba Fett is most likely going to be or at least Slave 1 is going to be yeah. in the film that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be the focal point no, of that film no, I don't think so. it could no, just yeah. be could be the villain yeah yeah. that'd be pretty and again cool. like it might not even say a word yeah or if he does don't make it that Kiwi accent yeah. please don't be <laughs> well, if, if it's like it could be that if um, if he is if he is in it he could if like, all these people have been sent out to get the Death Star plans he could be someone that Vader has sent yeah. to sort of stop them from getting them maybe yeah, yeah. that could be good just imagine watching the movie and the first time he appears on the screen everyone would lose their minds yeah I just be, hope it's oh. like the treatment of him is not so over the top and like you know like properly CGI'd up to the eyeballs and flying around and shooting stuff and doing yeah. backflips <laughs> and whatever <laughs> like a space cowboy exactly <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah>. fire because <laughs> <laughs> Django had those Kind of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Oh. But anyway, going back to Lego. So they've yeah. also announced that some more Rebel stuff is coming. Uh, new classic stuff is coming. And despite uh, Disney saying that they're going to nix um, uh, Slave Leia, mm. she's still there in really? Lego form. Yeah, yeah, but what is that? It's just paint. Studs and all. <laughs> yeah, but they said they weren't going to make any more toys of Slave Leia. Yeah. Is Lego a toy? <laughs> it's figurines. Is it you embarrassed yourself already. What? 
Uh, and then they also hinted that, well, not hinted, they said that there's a new TV series coming uh, later this year. Well, the, the Lego is out in August. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be along the long lines of the uh, Yoda Chronicles and oh, nice. all the droid stuff that they did. So loads of exciting stuff coming from That's Star really Wars. Cool. Are we going to get some of this in the office? Hopefully. Yeah. A little Friday pizza party? Build it up? You've never expressed an interest in making Lego. No, all. I haven't. You he guys always, like you, pizza, you intimidate me. Right. The time I came in here and they were making the Quickie Mart, and I was like, oh, that looks... And they were like, get away, Rory. You'll break it. Go in the stand like, in the corner you can watch. Annoying younger brother. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Don't trust me. Don't play with your McCartney. <laughs> your Duplo. <laughs> yeah, Bionicle. Great. All right, Rory, what have you written down here in the Yarny section? Um, I've been playing a new game that Dale recommended to me. Okay. Now, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it so much. You've written Lifeline, the text-based adventure that's out of this world. Thanks for ruining my tagline, Gav. I was about to drop that bomb halfway through the story and blow everyone's minds. It's going to be amazing. Have you guys seen The Martian? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's essentially a game where there's an astronaut who's crash landed on a moon somewhere out in space. Okay. And he's managed to get in contact with NASA. You're NASA. I'm NASA. You are. You're okay. NASA. So basically, excellent. You're, you're also NASA. I'm NASA. We're NASA. He's basically crash landed. He doesn't know what to do, so he kind of feeds you information, like text messages. So they come through to your phone. Okay. So he, it's a text-based adventure essentially. So he'll describe his surroundings, and eventually you'll reach, uh, you know, forks in the road, and you have to advise him on which path to take. Yeah. Right. So originally, it's it's very simple things like should I leave the ship? Should I stay here and find survivors? Uh, should I go try and reach these mountain peaks? But there's so many different paths the story can go. So originally I was talking to Dale and then he was saying like, oh yeah, did you find this yet? And I'm like, no, I had no, I had no idea this was here. And you can kill him as well because Dale accidentally killed his astronaut. And then what happens? You stop, you have to start again. And you have to start again. Oh shit. But it's, it's a really cool experience. There's been a couple of times where he's asked me things that I have to research and oh. advise him what to do. So at one point uh, when the ship crashes, he was like, okay, so I can't really close the door to the, the main hangar. So the breeze is coming in and it's freezing cold. I can either sleep here or if I go around the back of the ship, the uh, engine is still like just <clears throat> about on, but my bio suit says it's giving off 150 somewhat levels of radiation. Right. He's like, can you double check to make sure that's safe? So I'm like at home Googling like radiation levels and oh, toxins, awesome. which I'm sure NASA does that. Radiation levels, wiki, Google. <laughs> so I'm like trying to advise him. I'm like, all right, Taylor, it's safe. So you can like spend the night here. But there's all these little problems that crop up and you have to solve them. And yeah. I'm kind of getting the hint of a bigger picture now because he's okay. stumbling across things. But man, it is so much so fun. How it's far into really good. It's really, really cool. How far into it? How much? So I've been Time playing. I've been playing it. it for about three days now. Okay. But you can you play as much or as little as you want. So okay. basically, he'll do a bunch of things and then ask you a quest, uh, question, and then you know. It's not like he's waiting for a reply. You can answer it okay, whenever right, you want. Yeah. And then, you know, some tasks will take time. So he'll be like, I'm going to go check out this ridge. I'll get back to you in an hour. And it's all real time. So he'll ah, message cool. you back in an hour. And it is weird because you're getting them as like phone messages. Yeah, so yeah. it really feels like you are talking to someone. And the writing is actually pretty good as well. Like the back and forth and he make, makes good. little jokes and things like that. And you, you really feel like you, you know him. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Do you know what? You've actually contributed something useful to this podcast. So well done. Well done. <laughs> Taking eighteen months for by Jove. <laughs> Hallelujah! I, I really like the idea, like of like real time stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a game called Subterfuge, um, which I was trying to get everyone to play. Like, yeah, I was first, so close to doing um, that. 
when it first came out but it's basically like a sort of a base takeover game mm. uh, set in water place um, like subs and set stuff set underwater and you basically have to take over people's bases and things but there's a lot of like backstabbing it all happens in real time mm-hmm. um, there's a really good uh, video series about a bunch of people playing it um, on a channel called Cool Ghosts and you should check that out because it's a horrible video because you watch people who are friends at the beginning then over the course of like nine days yeah. like really hate each other and apparently like I talked to some of these people who played it and like it really burrows into your head because like you'll tell like we might make an alliance but in the back of my head I'm thinking Alex is going to screw me over and it sounds and right you yeah definitely yeah. It's, but it's, it sounds horrible and I think if we all played it in the office it added I have, I have, it added an extra level to it because everyone we can see each other and stuff like that and like you, your phone goes off and then everyone can kind of see. I think we should have a go there. I have played games like that before yeah. where it's like real-time base invasion type stuff. Yeah. And it really does erode friendships. <laughs> it's pretty insane. But so this that, is obviously So let's definitely more, play that. Yeah, this is a much more <laughs> friendly version of, of that. Uh, so that's Lifeline, text-based game. Sounds I believe awesome, there's man. actually two or three of them now. I think the first one launched about a year ago and they've okay. subsequently launched a couple more. So check it out. It's Good awesome. Good recommendation. I definitely will. Right. Alex, you went on last week's, so no. unfortunately you missed the debut of Keyword Countdown. Okay. The game that's taken the podcast world okay. by storm. So much so, I was like, what's this? <laughs> well, you obviously have been checking podcasts daily. Um, so basically, Keyword Countdown for you and anyone else who doesn't know what it is. Um, on IMDb, there are crazy keywords for films. Okay. Like, they're really vague, they're really strange. Like, they can be like, like Jurassic Park last week, one of the main keywords was man thrown in air. Right. And stuff like that. Like, so that's how vague they are. So, I'm challenging you guys to guess these five so films. So, are we working together? No, 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 you're, against, you're against each other. This okay. is a league. I've started I a league. I beat Chris last week. Well... Almost. So okay. just so I'm aware of the, the, the game, yeah. it's the first person to chirp in, or do we just shout... Whatever we First want. First person to shout out, but you have multiple guesses. You okay. can guess until you go. So basically, because right. Rory didn't understand this last week, there are ten. She didn't explain it. There are ten keywords, and it gets easier. They get it gets easier. Right. So you get ten points if you guess on the first Got one. Got it. Down, all the way down to one point. Got it. On ten. You probably would have been worked this out. He had no <laughs> idea. I was like thrown in the deep end. It's like, all right, guys, we're gonna play a game. Thrown in the yeah, deep yeah, end. Uh, hairy chest, man thrown. And I'm like panicking in the chair. Chris is yelling, uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park. I'm freaking out. Hairy chest. That was that was like that was three. That was, one of, that was one of the keywords in Jurassic Park, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah you see Jeff Goldblum's hairy chest. Still. I know. Anybody that gets Jurassic Park from hairy chest is... Get that. You, you didn't, I think it was a bunch of others, but get, okay. get that in your head anyway. All right. That's the level. Get the hairy chest. Okay, so here yeah. we go. This is Phil number one. He's making notes. Oh, <laughs> you want to win? bring a pen. Give me your pen. I said I don't need it. You're an idiot. Okay, Phil number one. Okay. Protective father. Widower. Oh, are you going to go through it this quickly? Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Well, there's no point in me making... Box office hit. Uh... Courage. Sydney Opera House. Boat. What? Turtle. Can you be Ninja Turtles? Dentist. Uh, Finding Nemo. Oh yes. my god, I it. Oh. <laughs> Nice. Three points to Al. <laughs> it's fuming. My brain doesn't work like this. Okay, film number two. Yeah. Urban setting. Yeah. Moral dilemma. Sequel. Title spoken by character. Uh, taken to. Antihero. Uh. Knocked out with a gun butt. Bank robbery. 
Dark Knight. Yes. <laughs> the other ones were facial disfigurement, burn to death, clown makeup. I would have got it clown makeup. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I would have got it when you said it's Dark Knight. <laughs> the, the ones for Finding Nemo were, were Talking Shark, Clownfish. <laughs> Probably would have got that too. Awesome. Al, that's on, Step four up. points for you there. What's uh, what was Chris's score? Six off two. So you've already you're already storming ahead in the league oh, in the keyword no. countdown league. Nice. If yeah. I just play more though, I'll get more points. I also did this. I'll put this in next week's podcast. But I did this with uh, T.J. Miller's in the new Deadpool film with his own films last week. Yeah, he was amazing. He uh, destroyed. <laughs> he was so Sometimes good. Sometimes you yeah, said but one he's word. Doing and his go, own films though. Yeah, but he's been in a lot of films. Man. Still. Yeah. Okay. Film number three. Yeah. Vietnam War. Full Metal Jacket. Bully. Ooh. High on Drugs. Uh, apocalypse Now. Assassination of President. Mm. Female re nudity. Amputee. Forrest Gump. Yay! Yay! <laughs> well done, Rory. Had me at girl butts. Nice. <laughs> uh, five points for you, Rory. Um, the other ones were going to be characters appear. Character appears on a TV talk show. Leg brace. Telling someone to run. (laughs) 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 Fictional biography. Nice. So that's seven five to Alex then. How many many more do we have? Two more films. (sighs) Two more films. Here we go. Film number four. Mystery killer. Gore. Psycho. Teenage girl. Tabloid. Lens flare. Social commentary. Hanging. Blair Witch. Generation X. Oh my god. What is this? Telephone. The Shining? Ghost Mask. Scream! Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the last one. Don't <laughs> no, worry. You got one point there, Rory. <laughs> seven, seven, six. Oh. We weren't very good at that one. Wow. Seven, six. Okay. Last you can, one. You can actually. Win I really want to win one. Everyone laughs at me when I've they. Be, I've been taking. A, I've been taking a tally of films guest and points as well. So at some point when I put them all together, I'm definitely gonna have the most points. It just takes me ages to. I mean, well, that's because you've played it the most. That's true. That's true as well. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not true because Alex has still got more points than you. Oh. If Alex wins this one, he'll have I've, more points than you. I guess more films. Yes, more. All right, well, yeah, that's because you've played it more. <laughs> exactly. That's ridiculous. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get. Okay. <laughs> Right. This is what I was like last week we were trying to explain the point system to him. Chris actually just went, Rory. I've got the point, <laughs> I've got the point system now, it's fine. Okay, last film then for this week. Yeah. Mentor-protege relationship. What? Mentor-protege relationship. Okay. Reference to John Lennon. New York City. Bloody Hand. Late Arrival. Oh my God. Breakup Date. Teacher misconduct. What? Music student. Whiplash? Yay! Uh, I've not seen it. <laughs> Neither have I! Three points, Rory. That means... Oh, what was that? What does that mean, Gav? <laughs> you take this. Nine, six. <laughs> What's up? Nine, six. Let me hear you out there, Team Rory. The, woo, other, woo. the other clues are going to be jazz music and concert. I would never have got that. I knew, yeah. No. Nah. So you managed to get lucky that week, then. That was keyword countdown. Rory is on top, but it's all the for the rest of our lives <laughs> on this podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Well, let's talk about some bad stuff. Let's after, talk about some darn stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've been watching the new X Files. 
Mm. And it's pretty pants. Like, the first episode, I think, is up there with not just one of the worst episodes of the X-Files ever made, but the worst episodes of anything ever made. Oh. Like, See, that's part of the reason awful. why I haven't watched it. Really? Yeah. Because of me? Well, no, pretty, pretty much <laughs> universal. Yeah. Um, slating across mm. the board. It's just not good. Um, I've watched two episodes now. I'm going to watch them all because the ne- I think the next two are going to be good because they're kind of like Monster of the Week ones. Right. Yeah. The second episode had a lot more going for it, but like writing is awful in it. But, right. So, so what is the problem? Is it obviously because... Okay. I shall show you. <laughs> the, these are right. These are seven ridiculous things that generally happen in the new X-Files. I'm so excited. Right? <laughs> So the series, this is no spoilers in this as well. I've been, pre- I've been, I've skirted around spoilers. So okay. If you care about that, um, which you shouldn't, because it's spoiled watching the first episode. Don't watch it. <laughs> um, so the new series actually starts with Mulder sounding the most bored. Like it was good that Mulder, Mulder always sounded kind of like deadpan and bored. Yeah. He sounds so bored. Like he's basically flipping through Polaroids of what's happened to them over the course of the X Files, right? Yeah. And he's just banging them down, and he managed to make like ten, nine series of the X Files sound so boring. Because he's right. literally like, then we do this, uh, and then we run into this monster. There's, there's a picture of him, and it's just like it's. I was like, how is this a good way to introduce yeah. people to the show? Because yeah. like that first ninety <clears throat> seconds should have been, hey, have you ever watched the X Files? If you haven't, bam, look at this. If you have watched the X Files, bam, look at this. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it should have got people really jazzed. I was watching it with like three other X Files like mates of mine who are really into the X Files. We were just looking at each other going this is going to be shit, isn't it? Mm. Like, already, like, really, really bad. It's awful. Were you dressed up as an alien and stuff like that just to celebrate? <laughs> uh, no, Aww. but I did suggest it. Um, number two, in one conversation between Scully and Mulder, she literally says the lines to him, Mulder, you want to believe. And then 20 seconds later says, and you think the truth is out there and gestures to the sky. That's a conversation that actually happens between the two of them. Like, you can't talk in what the posters are for the yeah. show. Like, I'm like, how is this? These are the X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. And then number three, in the next episode, someone actually points at Mulder's heart and goes, the truth is in here. Oh, my oh, God. That's a no. thing that happens. Oh my God. That's a genuine thing that happens. <laughs> Surely um, at that point they would have gone, actually, guys, yeah. it's not working. Let's not do that. It's a bit cheesy. Mm. No. But, like, not even cheesy. It's just it's just something you just wouldn't say. No. Yeah. Like, and it's just also something, like, nobody would say. No. <laughs> not but, even but, just but in the X-Files. The truth is in there. The truth is in there, yeah. Um, it's just out there. I can't remember. <laughs> somewhere. The truth is somewhere. So number four and the ridiculous things that happen in the X-Files, assistant director Walter, Walter Skinner is still the assistant director Walter Walter Skinner like how is he still the assistant director after like the show's been off the air for 14 years you think like what's the internal promotion system at the he's FBI he's doing just enough to keep his job and not be fired but you know he's, he's not just on coming the... in every day just on BuzzFeed all day exactly like, yeah. Walter we've done those reports I was getting to them I was literally getting to them exactly um, he's still the assistant director and also he has an age which is the biggest mystery of the X-Files maybe that's going to be the final episode <laughs> maybe it yeah. is maybe it is he's not really real he's an alien um, number five and then ridiculous things that happens in the very first episode Mulder is shown something that confirms like 80% of the things that he's ever believed to be true yeah and if Scully was there she would have seen it as well Scully's not there because um, he's just sent her off because she's a nurse she's like a full time doctor now so that he's just sent her off to do a blood, t- blood test and oh Scully while I go off and look at this thing that's going to confirm 
pretty much everything we've ever like yeah. studied and investigated. Just, just do this run-in-the-mill blood test for us. Yeah, all right, cheers. I'll see you in a bit. And then he has to spend the rest of the day going, uh, Scully, you won't believe what I've seen. And she's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Also, in this day and age of like camera phones and stuff like that, let's take a picture of it. Yeah. It's, it's just mad. Like, number six, my thing is, like, Scully then doesn't believe him properly. And it's like, you were literally abducted by an alien. How is this still a conversation that you're having where she's like, Mulder, I don't know if I should believe you. It's like, after everything. That's the worst when the How characters are still in shows doing it. Don't, like, I had, I think a lot of us had that problem with uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah. When everyone's like, a man that can control people through their minds mm. like that's preposterous and it's like aliens invaded yeah. like, months ago like what, why is this not possible it's so ridiculous exactly yeah and then the final ridiculous thing so it's really set up that Scully's been doing this amazing work as this doctor um, putting ears back on kids that look, really look like aliens um, <laughs> that's all she's been doing is putting ears back on kids yeah there's is a, there's, there's a, there's a high demand I was going to say yeah. we, got, we, got three, we got another three we got another three back on well no <laughs> no I'm assuming it's not like a day job I think it's like a right. month's thing where she's like growing ears to put back on these people and stuff what? like that oh on the back of mice uh, no on the back oh. of people what what oh, no wait what no, no, no she grows them, them on the mice oh no no there's no mention of that at the company she works for eugenics <laughs> oh my god it sounds like the weirdest thing ever okay. well they don't just come out of the soil do they it's so weird right that at some point a character even goes um, so basically kids are being born without ears uh, Scully's job is to put ears back on these kids and at one point like a, a factory line <laughs> <laughs> and at one point a character even goes these kids kind of look aliens <laughs> and she's like yes I know <laughs> and she hasn't clogged that I think, I think she has thing is at the time thank she, you for ears now where is the leader like when you if you finally watch the first episode and you should just for this but like at the time as well she's wearing like a doctor's like surgeon's mask yeah. which are blocking her ears <laughs> so he's going then these kids without ears look like uh, aliens then you, there's a shot of her and I was like she looks like an alien <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she's always um, wearing scarves and headphones and things so yeah my, my final thing as well is like after all that time so they spend the entire episode talking about like how important Scully's work is yeah. and they just they've decided like as it's quite obvious that they decided to oh, reopen the X-Files no word of her leaving these kids she's just like oh sweet X-Files reopen see ya see ya like, later no like she doesn't give her a notice like, there's, like, I can't hear her guys she's been <laughs> operating on a kid all episode like I don't know what happened to him like she just leaves him <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's, it's such like the the only the only thing I've said on this podcast a lot of times that I will give an I will give a TV series two episodes before I will. We got some feedback. I'll on that. I agree. Yeah, all the time right now. <laughs> so many tweets about it. Um, but like, there's only six episodes for this, and I think if you can't get the first episode right in there, it's something of six episodes. Yeah, and yeah, you've yeah. been away for 14 years. What hope is there? No. Like absolutely, like I think the rules definitely do change when giving show a chance. If it's like a sequel or you know a continuation yeah. from a show you really enjoy. Oh, so you're changing the rules now? But I am. Well, don't change okay. my rules. Okay. Don't change. But to be fair, there are only six episodes. So I'm thinking, how bad can it get? But it's not as if you're not going to watch it. No, I know. X Files is one of my favorite shows in the world. It's exactly. Just like, but the first episode just undoes so much good so, work. So, but how does the second episode fit with it? It's that? okay. It's better. Okay. Um, but the third episode is written by like one of my favorite X Files writers. Written some of my favorite episodes. So, fingers crossed. And it's and it's a it's a one off like Monster of the Week episode. It's called Scully and it's Mulder and Scully meet the Weir Monster or something like that it's called and everyone is loving it so I'm really hoping okay. All right. by the time <clears throat> next week rolls around I can give you some more good news alright hopefully 
Here we are. So that's some Darnie news uh, and some other really Darnie news. This is hot off the press. Hot off the press. Um, tragedy strikes just before Groundhog Day. Mm. So Groundhog Day is February the 2nd. So this podcast goes out on February the 2nd. And I'm sorry to report that the Groundhog from Groundhog Day, as in the real one, yeah. died. I bet you didn't see that coming. Oh, well, not from the movie. <laughs> not from the movie. Not he's the he's movie. long he's, dead. He's, 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 dead. he's probably died a hundred times <laughs> again and again. I, I love the fact that we didn't mention Sir Terry Wogan. And bless his, <laughs> bless his passing this week. But the groundhog gets it. The groundhog gets it, yeah. Um, also sad about Terry Wogan dying. Very sad. Really yeah. sad. Have you watched that video of him signing off from his I last haven't, No, I, I can't. I would like to. But yeah, 2016 continues to blow goats. Claim the really groundhog. rubbish. Claim so, the so, groundhog, Wogan. So the whole the whole thing is that what if he comes out and he sees a shadow or is scared by a shadow and goes back in, then it's more months of winter. Isn't that the? He decides. Yeah. Yeah. What happens if he dies before he? That's a, eternal damnation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now or something. Eternal ice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happens if they die. I, but the thing is, um, the article I read said, "Oh, the groundhog day is going to have to go ahead without him." Mm. <laughs> How can that happen? Yeah, your cat day. I don't, I don't know. They'll be like, "Oh." What's happening then? Uh, okay. So Let's roll him down a hill. So if he rolls to the left. Maybe they can uh, a weekend at Bernie's him and then he'll come out like tied to I think I would have like done sunglasses. that. I wouldn't have told people. Wouldn't have told people? It means so, too much to people. How do you become elected as the, the kind of the, the nominated groundhog? Some I don't know. Of, some sort of gladiator showdown. Maybe, maybe it's like lineage. Maybe they're part of the same lineage. Because I always think that with... Because um, every year uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, the president pardons one turkey. Right. And then that turkey lives forever. Not forever. He's not God. <laughs> um, but yeah, then that turkey gets to live and I guess like a normal life rather than being killed. But I always wonder. But like, then does he go back on the, the list, the kill list for next year? Ne- no, no, no. He's, par- he's, he's pardoned forever. Right. He's pardoned forever. So I wonder, like, with this, I don't know if it's like uh, uh, the this groundhog's. I reckon it's something way sadder where they just go somewhere and pick the cutest groundhog and then he comes out and... Do you think what there's like a a Miss America but for groundhogs? Like they all dress up (laughs) little outfits. I personally, if I was the mayor of this place, I wouldn't have told people that he's dead. You have to. No, you don't. You'll know. People will know. How will people know? Six years, right? He's been doing this six years? Yeah. So what if he comes out and be like, oh. Wait, it's probably on his LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you could get one that looks exactly like you. Surely. I don't know. Uh, I bet there are people that are very familiar with groundhogs. Yeah, I guess You see, meet the parents, never works out. All right. Don't don't try and get a replacement. All right. Well, that was sad anyway. Some darning news yeah, that made me bummer. sad. Some darning well, news. What we got? Some we got some feedback. feedback yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got one from Jonathan Dawes, who says, "Oh God, this. Why have you given me this one?" <laughs> says idea for a name the company is called IGN and you are the UK team and it's a podcast so I would call it the IGN UK podcast there is no need to change it <laughs> that's why I gave it to you ah <laughs> I wouldn't have started listening to this podcast if it had been called Killing Time or some other something yeah, other cheesy idea. bollocks yeah, I don't like- <laughs> your podcast does what it says on the tin I would argue that it doesn't because what the fuck is in the tin that says IGN UK <laughs> podcast that you're Us. getting from this yes. <laughs> exactly so, yeah, but that could just be anything you idiot John. Anyway, um, your podcast does what it's complimenting us, and you, you should keep it that back. way. If you change it, then people will just scroll past it because they don't know immediately what they're going to get if they listen. I'd also like to say that Rory is great. Agreed. Oh, thank that's you. The, that's the smartest thing you've said all day. 
Jonathan Dawes. He's always happy and has good things to say about everything. Jonathan, you could take a leaf out of his book, mate. <laughs> Next bit of feedback. I feel bad for Jonathan. Thank oh, you for writing me. in, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, Eugene Johnson. Hey, what's okay. up? Um, this is the weirdest bit of feedback I think I've ever read out. Uh, is the cat and fiddle road as dangerous as they say? Any IGN UK members have any cat and fiddle driving stories? <laughs> See, I, I didn't know what that meant. That's is that all. a street? I don't know what that is. Cat and fiddle road. Is cat is the cat and fiddle road road as dangerous as they say? Is that a road? I'm going to Google. I don't know. Cat and fiddle. Well, it's your story. I didn't get. I, I, <laughs> you picked it. <laughs> I absolutely did not. Cat and Fiddle Road. Well, that's from the... Uh, hey, do little, the cat and the fiddle. Exactly right. The cow exactly jumps right. over the moon. But is it that dangerous? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Let's move on to three and I'll look okay. this up and see if okay, I can find any fine. information. Um, so this is an email from Dom Strange of TK Casuals, which is a Rainbow Six squad, mm. I assume. Uh, anyway, he says that this is based on feedback that we gave a couple of weeks ago saying oh, the no. improvements we would like to see. It's all right. It's not that bad. All right. <laughs> Uh, he thinks you guys are underutilizing Glass in Rainbow Six Siege. Now he's the guy that uh, Krupa uses with the yeah, sniper. Yeah, I use him as well. Okay. Um, Rory went mental the other day because I kept because I think Krupa's kind of moved away from him, and Rory'd been using him quite a lot. Yeah. So yeah. me, Rory, and Krupa playing the other day, I kept getting Glass first, and he was losing his absolute mind. Well, the, the problem with flash, Rory in Rainbow Six is that he just doesn't have a character. Yeah, he's got no character. As I said earlier, what? I'm multifunctional. You're a jack of all trades. A jack of all of trades. Oh, hey, hey. Just saying. I had a, I've got a really good Glass story from when we played anyway, the other day. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Glass has traits that makes him great to use from outside in. The airplane freezer uh, instance, he can snipe through the glass windows mm-hmm. that no other character can. Ooh. And we've been doing that a lot more. Because yeah, if, yeah. if you look at a lot of the maps, there are raised platforms that mm. allow you to see straight in. So that combined with Ash, so you get Ash to pump in a, yeah. uh, a long-range breach, then you've got clear shots that any, anybody gets in the way. Awesome. Um, so uh, he was just saying that, you know, good tactics. But yeah. he was also talking about some of the new uh, DLC that's coming out um, because there are two operators that are coming, Frost and Buck. Yeah. And it's been confirmed that if you haven't got Season Pass, it's going to cost you 25,000 renown each. Okay. 25,000 that's, that's a lot renown yeah. that's that a, I, I reckon I've probably made they that cost, much they cost 1500 no you've made way more than that I don't they, know they cost 1500 now or well yeah they go up it goes yeah. up the more you in buy 500 like, right, increments okay. but, I, but so there's two parts to that the first part is obviously that the uh, the map is free which is right. great yeah. yeah and if you don't want to you don't have to spend any money getting those operators you no. can just grind it get the renown yeah. and do it that way and if you do the challenges that the game sets you're probably racked it up quite yeah. quickly I'm, I'm which so, I think is not a bad idea I'm so up for games, you know allowing DLC through in-game currency yeah like I, I think that is such a great way you know to, to include and DLC and you can purchase uh, renown or at yeah. least you can buy renown boosters yeah um, can you yeah like using it's hard cash mm-hmm. I don't like that but no. yeah, I like it I like this but it's day, a but fast yeah. way of doing it because yeah, yeah. everyone wins as well you know it's it's a company that's then getting players to play their game even more to yeah. get the DLC yeah. so in a way you know you're still generating up generating interest yeah. and, and play time let me I, just tell you about the two operators okay. I know this is slightly off uh, so yeah. Frost is the defender yeah, uh, and their special power is a welcome mat, which is a mechanical kind of trap. Right. So it won't be picked up by IQ's kind of wrist computers, yeah. and it shouldn't be affected by the EMP grenades. It's like the, the the icon. I think I said before, it looks like a bear trap. Yeah. So you're gonna have to keep your wits about you. <laughs> That's cool. To a new room. Uh, I like that. And then Buck, who's the attacker, 
gets an underslung shotgun. So you get a machine gun up top and a shotgun underneath. Fuck's yeah. definitely American, isn't That's he? That's awesome. <laughs> He's got to be I think US. He's Canadian, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. I, I, yeah, my story about using glass the other day for, like, just inside was really, really good. Mm-hmm. It was the pit in the... We were doing uh, maybe hostage... No, the bomb one. Yeah, uh, bomb defusal. Yeah. And I put the bomb defusal down. Had it, like in the back of the airplane, there was like a little shield thing, and I managed to like get over the top of that. You guys were in the corner, and there was only one place that they were com- like we could see both entrances. They'd come in. Yeah. And I put my scope on, even though we were inside, and just had it leveled on the door. So as soon as people would come in, it'd be bing, 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 yeah. and just I took like seventeen kills just so people like because as soon as they come through, it was just like taking them down. Yeah. So that's yeah, a yeah. really good way of using him. Like he's inside. got such a powerful gun as yeah. well. That's yeah. only a couple of hits. Can we talk about Dale's electric wire for a second? Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. So Dale always picks the guy who has the electric barbed wire. Yeah. And so we'll be doing Protect the Hostage where waves and waves of enemies are coming in. Sometimes we'll complete three waves and never see an enemy. Because yeah. all you can hear throughout the hallways is people going, uh, yeah. uh, and then just see Dale's points going up. He's killed, he did have one magnificent game where I think he's, like, he killed like... Yeah. It was like 27 people or yeah. something ridiculous. Without firing a shot. Yeah. It was all through like, yeah. electrified barbed wire. But it's really ominous because everyone's waiting. It's just dead silent. Yeah. And he hears, yeah. Oh, <laughs> in the distance and see I don't like that because Dale is one person that I I was all, pretty much always above like oh, um, right. okay it's like, like so I'm not very good at it but I was pretty much always above Dale in the uh in, in, the, pecking in, in the pecking order yeah. but now that he's got this ridiculous thing I'm not anymore that's what I mean you need to find your niche yeah I just want to say before we move on okay. the cat and the fiddle road is in yep. England Uh, (laughs) Well, we guessed that, Rory. uh, And it's had a lot of problems with road safety. There's been 33 major crashes from 1999 to 2001. Well, that was a long time ago. I threw away the email. I think Eugene. Eugene was worried about our... Where where is the Cat and the Fiddle? Is it by us? Cat and the Fiddle is by uh, Buxton. Oh, so it's so the like the kind of Pennine Pass or something. Yeah, right. yeah, you can see a photo of it. It looks very swervy and, and ah, quite dangerous. Jesus. So I don't think we've ever been on it before. Well, next time we do a live podcast, we'll uh, probably head to Buxton. Probably yeah. Well, I must have lived it because I lived in Macclesford for a fair few years. Maybe he knows we'd be stalking you. So I've probably been across that road. You pro- and I'm I'm here. And he lived to tell the tale. Right. So it's safe. It's safe, Eugene. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right. I've got one from William Rimmer who says... Duckhunt, just to let you swell guys know, the Jinx is now available on Skybox off Skybox Cheers for the show, lads. I probably get tweets every single day about the Jinx because we yeah, went on I've, about it. I've quite had a, a few, yeah. And, um, because yeah, the podcast we did was it two or three weeks ago, yeah. saying stuff that you absolutely should watch. Yeah, and we've championed it quite a few times, and it's back on Skybox sets because I said it was a bit rubbish that they'd taken it off there. Yeah. It's quite hard to find then. Yeah. Really hard, like yeah. One forty nine on Amazon Prime, but yeah, it's back on Skybox. So if you've got it, make sure you watch it. It's really, really before good. Before it goes. Before it goes again. I don't I'll know what the it. rules are yeah. for all that. Rory, what's the last bit of feedback? Rob Porter. He's having a go at you, Gav. <laughs> in in Comic Sans, by the look of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a bold, Which is a double choice. cuss. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I know Gav yeah, fancies yeah. himself as a warrior for justice. Nothing in, about in fancy cinemas. Cinemas. I am one. <laughs> But if he does actually try and take away people's mobile phones, even when they're on silent, a few rows over and not disturbing anyone, then I'm sorry, but he's part of the problem, not the solution. Yeah. That's Absolutely. unnecessary and excessive. Absolutely Listen not. to the charge presented to you. <laughs> okay, fine. Especially as he doesn't even know the reason for them using the phone in the first place. If the person is being loud and disruptive, then fair enough. But if they're being quiet by themselves and for whatever reason want to use their mobile phone in silence, then that's their prerogative. Nope. If the I can see the light, that is being disruptive. If I can see the light and it's taking my focus away from the film that I've paid for, that is disruptive in my book. Ooh, what he needs to do is realize that not everyone is an anal nutbag. <laughs> <laughs> like he is and therefore don't have to live by his own personal beliefs and rules it's not I'm doing it for the good of everyone not just myself for the record Rob you anal if you tried bag. to take my phone off me when I was minding my own business in silence I would straight up tell you to fuck off well it's fine I, you wouldn't have a phone like, I just think I can just imagine this situation where everybody's trying to watch a film and you've got you and Rob just slapping each other as you're trying to get the film. I like the idea of like from, someone... from the way that Rob writing I can honestly say that if I ever actually met him there would be no slaps thrown well, he says he also what? says he'd like to point out that he, probably he does like you him. he <laughs> Into it. He says he does like you, Gav, and he finds you hilarious. It's just this one thing that he thinks he, that you need to learn that just because it bugs you, it doesn't give you the right to retaliate. Rob, shut your mouth. <laughs> it doesn't just bug me, it's a problem and everyone needs to be stopped. Minding your own business on your phone is not minding your own business. You're being disruptive and you're being a jerk and I'm going to stop you, Rob. So that's what I would say to Mr. Comic Sans over there. You sound like the kid at school that would point out if other kids hadn't done their homework. They'd be like, no, no, Miss Taylor, How Miss am Taylor, I? He, he didn't get, he didn't pick it up. <laughs> How am I the baddie here? People are using their phone in the baddie. Let's not turn this around. Let's not listen to Rob's poison. I think it's your extreme nature. <laughs> no. Have you actually taken anybody's phone off them? No. You did, yeah. You I've did. knocked someone's phone out of their hand, yeah. Did you? Yeah. And what did they do? Um, said, oh, we're going to we're gonna beat you up now. And I was like, okay, let's do that then. And they went, oh, well, we'll do it after the film. And I said, well, I'm going to leave now. So, because I don't want to be in this situation. I don't want to be in this cinema anymore. So if you want to do something about it, we'll have to go outside now and do it. Yo, we'll get you after the film. As I just said, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be here after the film. Yeah. So if you want to fight, let's go out and fight now. No, we're going to get you off the film. Or you're dead after the film. And I was like, look, mate, I don't know how to explain this to you anymore. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be here after the film. I'm going to go home. So if you want to fight anything, anything, if you want anything, now is the time to do it. You're going to be dead after. All right, I'm going, mate. That was what? definitely <laughs> Rob. You, you like yeah. that. What, what film was that? Scream 4. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Worth it. I've never watched it, but I was actually kind of enjoying it. But there we so are. you left just on principle because... Of I left because I felt like it was... I, I was just like, I'm not going to enjoy this film if no, I sat no, here no, now anyway. Be, so I yeah. left and got my money back. Right. Um, so I thought, because I, I was sitting in the middle of the group as well, of people. There right. was like two guys that were with him that side, and then him and like six girls that side. Right. And I figured, I'm, there's no point sitting here now that I've no. knocked this guy's phone off hand. But like, to be fair, he stood up, and then I stood up, and then he sat back down. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. You've, you know you've lost this, so it's mm. fine. But he was quiet. Like, hey, he didn't say anything while I was leaving, so that was good. He's probably so. planning his alley attack. I waited outside for so long. Like, my girlfriend at the time was like, can we please go home? And I was like, I'd really like to wait to see if they come out. <laughs> like, because I do want to knock this guy out. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't happen, unfortunately. So, oh. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, if you want to write into us, you can. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Also, you should already be buying tickets to our Glasgow Live podcast. Which will, what you, happens if someone uses their phone during a, the uh, broadcasting of that? I think I'd be all right with that. Would you? Mm. Okay. Because it's like a public thing. That's it's fun. like a live event. What it's in, would it's in a be bar. unacceptable that we could perhaps encourage people to do? <laughs> just to see what the reaction was. I think genuinely, do you know what? I think if you're, basically, if you're doing something that, and this is not just in the cinema or at an yeah. IGN live show, if you're doing something that could conceivably make somebody else's time on this planet not as good, don't fucking do that thing. Like, so if you're at the IGN Live podcast in Glasgow and you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to shout out or I'm going to play some loud music or I'm going to run a car through the <laughs> brewery. If any of this happens, it'll be don't amazing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because it'll affect somebody else's enjoyment of that particular thing. I think um, if you're at the live show, anytime you see Gav with his phone out, please tell him to put it away because that's disrespectful. <laughs> and he's performing that night and he should exactly. be giving his full attention. So they want to the focus like, 100%. So I think anytime you see Gav with his phone out in the street, we have a photo of your prick. <laughs> Absolutely, that's fair enough. That down, um, I can see the light in my peripherals. You're ruining so. my life. Because I did, phone. I did actually think at the at podcast 300, um, because of where we had it, it was in a uh, you know a live venue place. Yeah, like the people, the, like the sort of devotees of the podcast who wanted to hear everything, were sort of sat in the front. Yeah. But then off to the side, off to the side where the bar was, there was quite a lot of noise, wasn't there? Did anyone else? Oh, there was a lot of noise. Like yeah. there was a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. chatting and things yeah. like that. And I was thinking, like I've done, I do quite a lot of like live podcasts and. I wouldn't be able to do that unless it's silence. Um, and like, I like interaction and things like that. But like, you come to the reason you're a fan of something is you like three, four, five people yeah. casually gobbing off into a microphone. So if you come then and talk while what's that's the happening, yeah. what's the point of that? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. podcasts um, are still kind of new enough of a medium yeah. that it, people don't really know the rules. But I assume it's kind of the same if you like went to see like a comedy show. Like you yeah. wouldn't really go sit and talk. No. I, don't I mean, like, we are hilarious. I, I, so. I, don't, I don't like people talking during, like, music gigs, but... Like, I don't like that either. I think that's pretty annoying. But yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, so Glasgow Film Festival, we are there. If you Google Glasgow Film Festival IGN, you can buy tickets to our podcast. We're, there's a film screening straight after, but I think Glasgow is doing some kind of deal where you can buy a ticket for both, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we'll be hanging around, getting drunk, because the place is really, really good. Like, I'm not drinking for the next three months, but I am going to break it for that weekend. So mm. watch me drink oh, 1.6% oh <laughs> IPA and be off my nut. So, yeah. Good stuff. If that sounds good, come see that. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was the IGN UK podcast, or Killing Time. It's no, not going to be no, Killing Time. I hate Killing Time. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you later.